0: So it's interesting you say that because I think that people sometimes will come with a plan and they have a a menu of things that they're going to consume or the ways that they're going to make whatever change. But the problem is the moment that you are running late, you are stressed or have some sort of thing come up in life, you will immediately fall back to what's what familiar. You know. exactly. Or if you pass a random. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Lisa, the Peruvian chicken just overtakes you. And, well, I mean, just there's no. I mean, I was in there recently, and I was like, you know what, it does. Oh
1: right? well, yeah, it's like Popeyes. You
0: ever you ever walk past near Popeyes, and it's yes. like Amazing. What are they doing in there?
1: Because
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know any combination of herbs and spices that's <laughs> supposed to smell that good. <laughs> Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by... April Cunningham, confidence coach,
2: co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter,
3: founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer.
1: Lawrence Rassall, The Weekend Chef, also known as The Artisan.
3: So it's the start of the new year, and a lot of people approach the new year with a list of goals that they want to accomplish, habits that they want to change, things that they want to do differently. Um, They start off, you know, reflecting on whatever happened in the previous year and kind of changing their intention for the new year. Have any of you guys ever not ever, have any of you guys set new goals or intentions for the year? Or like?
2: I mean, yeah, as a coach, I absolutely um I, I coach people to set what's your intention so you can be really clear and set and get really um con- in order to get confident about what you're creating, you have to know what you're creating. So yeah. Um um, I haven't settled on my intentions for 2020. Every time I think I've got it set, it's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I need to add this one more thing. Um, and uh, we talked about it. When you and I talks about this, first talk to- talked about this first topic, we were talking about it in the context of the juice cleanse, I think it was. And we were like, yeah, I have a social gathering and I have stuff to do this weekend. It's never a good time to to start a new habit, but you've got to get clear with your intention mm-hmm. first.
3: First. I think we've talked about that a lot, uh, just, like, what your why is, you know, even for transitioning to plant-based. Like, what's your why? Why are you doing that? Because that's the thing that kind of keeps you grounded for whatever your your new goals are. I can't say that I have, like, intentions per se, but I do have some habits that I want to change and um, some habits that I want to, like, start. <laughs> and uh, it's really hard. I said I was going to um, get up earlier, which was my same goal for last year. and i've been successful uh two days so far (laughs) yeah so it's it's really hard and and to speak to your point it's never a good time there's always something there's like okay well i don't want to do today because i got this thing or i'm working late so i'm going to start the day after and that sort of thing so it's it's never really a good time to try to start something new also something new is hard we've talked a little bit about this too is you know, when you start something new, you're trying to create these new neural pathways in your brain. And it's actually harder than we make it out to be where we're just like, we just need to be disciplined and like, get it done when really there's a physical thing happening that's, you know, unseen to us that creates a little bit more of a hurdle for us to jump over. So it's not all lack of self-control or diligence,
2: Oh, I'm so happy you said that because a lot of times people feel like, I just need to be more responsible. They come to me, even in coaching, they just like, I need to just be more disciplined. I just need to be more responsible. I just need to, I just need, and it's, it's kind of like they want to wrangle themselves. They want to, you know, kind of beat themselves into like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm just going to force myself in. And I'm just like, I regularly tell people, you cannot force yourself into a feeling. You have to want to do it. And you cannot force yourself into wanting to do something you don't want to do. <laughs> um I had a new person approach me and he, he's uh, trying to approach. He, um, he watched Game Changers. He somehow came across Game Changers and he was like, calls me. He's like, coach, I watched Game Changers. This is it. I'm going vegan. I'm going to try now this whole plant-based thing. And I was like, oh, tell me all about this. He's like, aren't you proud of me? I'm going to make, I'm, I'm changing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try. And this is a person who supposedly is a confirmed meat eater Self proclaimed. And so I said, okay, well, how did that go for you? And he's like, I, so I tried the first day <laughs> and I realized, oh, I'm going to need some help. And I was like, yeah, because how did that go? Well, breakfast was fine. Lunch was okay. Dinner, I was like, well, what do I eat? And I was like, see, exactly. Like you're starting something new. Great enthusiasm. And that's always how we come into something. It's just sure. like, yes, we're in love with it. Yes, I'm going to do this. And then it's like, but hold on, you're going to need some practical assistance, not just with the planning, but like, how do you do it? And if it's new, you don't know how. So you have to give yourself some grace to figure out how before you actually, air quote, accomplish it. Um, and I think it's just so telling because people come to me all the time. and are just like, I'm going to go plant-based. This is awesome. Tell me Same all about way, it. I yeah. heard your exactly. about your about your podcast. I think this is great. Yes, yes, yes. But how though? And where do you get your protein? I mean, if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me that, I could I could I could have my I don't drink Starbucks, but I could
0: probably have my puree juice habit taken care of. Mm. <laughs> so it's interesting you say that because I think that people sometimes will come with a plan and they have a a menu of things that they're going to consume or the ways that they're going to make whatever change. But the problem is the moment that you are running late, you are stressed, or have some sort of thing Come up in life, you will immediately fall back to what's Which familiar. You know, exactly. Or if you pass a Nando's, <laughs> if you're Lisa, the Peruvian chicken just overtakes you. And no. well, I, I mean, you mean you just there's no. I mean, I was in there recently, and I was like, you know what? It does
1: smell. Right? Yeah. It's like Popeyes. Nando. You
0: ever you ever walk past near Popeyes, and it's yes. like Amazing. What are they doing in there? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know any combination of herbs and spices that's supposed <laughs> to smell that good. <laughs>
3: That's, right. when, that's when I, th- one of the biggest I think plant-based things for me is like when you pass someplace and it smells delicious. You can smell the barbecue. You can smell oh. the chicken. You can smell like. It smells amazing. So that's, that's and, one and of the hardest things. And it's seemingly
0: ubiquitous. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
2: but to your point, Jen, I want to piggyback on that. Yes, you, you try. there could be traffic or there could be, you know, some hiccup or a meeting you didn't expect or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's back to school night or parent-teacher conferences or something.
2: Everything falls off. And I think that what people don't also account for when you're setting intention about anything, plant-based or, you know, getting up at 530 a.m. is like, you don't know your body in that practice. Correct. So if you, you if you're, if uh, for example, if you decide not to eat any meat all day, yes, you're going to be hungry more often at first. And you're not used to eating fat more than a certain, however much you are, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, let's say, American style. So, yes, you're going to need to eat six meals, maybe. Oh, and if you work out, you might need to compensate higher protein, plant-based protein. You have to figure out that plan. You don't more actually know fiber. your body. Yeah. Maybe your body is going to need to reset. Maybe you're going to need more rest. Maybe you're gonna go, you know. So, and and maybe your certain things in the plant kingdom, even though they're plants, your body's gonna say, "I don't like that." So can't eat that. I don't like beans. So now what? And you have to calibrate for your body at the same time that you're calibrating for this new habit. And I think people do not account for that. They kind of feel like I'm just gonna do it, and it's gonna be awesome. Everything's gonna be rainbows and and
0: and and Star Wars. Like it's not how it works. It's not a one to one relationship, and I think your your point is exactly right, April. That an, until you've experienced it, you won't know what is different and be able to make the necessary adjustments. And so I think approaching it with gra- like have a plan, but also have offer yourself some grace because you know you may say, "Hey, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do this no matter what." But if you wake up feeling poorly, you know, or or you're you're getting sick or something else happens. Don't mark yourself just a failure in that moment, but say, okay, so it didn't go as planned today. Why? What will I do differently for a different outcome tomorrow? Um, But I think too quickly we're like, well, I'm off the wagon. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm
3: I'm definitely an off the wagon type of person. Once I fall (laughs) off,
0: she's like, it's over.
3: I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I never liked that wagon anyway. Give me a new wagon. I'm really bad about that. And, and I've been trying to be better about that feeling of like, if, if I don't do the thing I said I was going to do one day or something like that, it doesn't mean that you just jump ship and like spend the day eating Oreos. It's just like <laughs> you pick up and you just shoot you for tomorrow over, yeah. and you start over. But yeah. I
2: think that it speaks to a real systemic problem of perfectionism. Yeah. It's the idea that if, you know, like no one wants to say, people say, if I say I'm vegan, what happens if I eat butter? Like, does that make exactly. me a hypocrite? What will people say? Right. And it's like, OK, but you don't need to be perfect in order to progress forward. And so to your point, Leela, like, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. It's like when I work out, get that workout in the morning, I got all of my intentions set, personal study, Bible reading, meditation, workout, my day goes Boom, 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 boom. Everything is like just where it's supposed to be. Like it fell into place. Let me miss something. That workout is the slipperiest part. Let me miss that. And then I feel like, well, all right, well, give me the potato chips then. And um, I mean, <laughs> give me a tequila with lunch. That fried food. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that. But if I, but, if, but when I, I have noticed that when I work out and I do all the stuff I'm supposed to do, then I feel like, you know what? Avocados instead. Yes. And let's have all of the plants and let's do an in a way that ordinarily I may not do. I may have French fries instead. It's still a plant, but I may just totally go off the wagon. So to so use, follow our analogy forward, is that all or nothing? Like, why does it have to be all or nothing? Why can't you recapture the goal at
0: any point? I find that interesting. I just was talking to a coworker last week. Um, we don't see each other very often, but, you know, in the beginning of the year, we typically have, you know, meetings to rah, rah, let's go get it because I'm in sales, but anyway, so I was talking to him about his eating habits and that he had you know, started exercising and had lost some weight and, and was feeling really good about it. And I said, hey, how, how are things going? Are you still on your plan? And he's like, no, I was doing pretty well until you know we got into kind of the crunch time at work and then things kind of fell by the wayside. And I said, do you find that eating well is easier than exercising? And he said, I realize I will only do both. If I'm exercising, I will eat well because I don't want to undo the work that I did at the gym. But if I'm not exercising, I can't even tell myself, well, to compensate for that, you should eat better. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's a loss. Right. And I thought that was so interesting because I always thought it was the other way around. That people who exercise say, well, because I worked out, I can have this treat. But Sometimes, that's so, true. and some people depends, that probably right? is how they think, but I, I'm fascinated by your attitude was like, oh, I did this thing to benefit myself, so I better keep it going.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is reinforcing. And I can't, I don't know why it's all or nothing, right? Yeah. Why does it have to be perfect? Why can't you, why, why can't you, why can't I work out in the afternoon? Okay, I slipped the goal because I just chose to meditate five minutes longer or however, 30 minutes longer. Okay, so just recapture can you can you restructure to get something? a walk or something that counts as exercise later in the day. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Nah, it's fine. I'm just going to sit down here with tequila. And it's cool. Like, I mean, it's a plant. So <laughs> plant-based.
3: They say that the human brain actually responds well to, um, like, that the idea of being accomplished, you know? So I think that's part of it is once you do the things that, when you start off right, then you're feeling like yes, I got it, and and it's almost like a it's snowball. like an endorphin or something, yeah, like
1: positively
2: that. reinforcing
3: yeah, or positive <laughs> yeah. reinforcing. I, I'm not exactly sure the scientific term that you would yeah. use for it, um, but we do respond when we see progress. Like there's a quote that I like that's always like, um, people. People get inspired when they see it.
1: Oh, you said quote. I thought you said cult. I was like, oh, my God.
2: Quote, quote, Can you Turn this mic
3: on, please. I thought she said quote. Um, Quote. Say it again, people. People get inspired when they see it. And so meaning that, like, you know, people have fitness goals or whatever. It's when they start to see that what they're doing is paying off. Then that's when they become like the gym rats or like the people who can't, but it's really that feeling of like, I see it now. I'm like, I'm on it. I got it. But that beginning phase is like really hard for people because they don't see it. And so I think it's the same, whether that's for a four week period, a eight week period, or a 24 hour period. Once you feel like, all right, I'm seeing this, like, let's go. I think that's what makes people, um, that's what changes the trajectory of like your day or your Mm -hmm. week or your month. Right. Mm -hmm. It's feeling like, I can see that this is working. Yeah, I, I think we
2: could add to not just seeing it, but feeling it. Yeah. Right. Like I, I was on the call with my coach and I'm just like, she's like, what do you want to feel when you work out? And I'm like, hype, clean, clear and flow came up right away. She's like, OK, so that's what you're
0: chasing. Not the workout,
2: not the workout, not the like, oh, God, what do I have my playlist on and are my gym clothes clean? And do I feel like getting doing this thing that I don't uh, eh. No, you're chasing the hype, clean, clear, and flow. Okay. So what's that going to take? And it's the feeling, right? So once I, and once I felt I was like, right. I mean, for many days, even recently, I've been off my workout game. I've been stuck in scarcity. I noticed that my energy, my workout kind of rises and falls with my inner, where I am energetically also, right? And I didn't realize that those things were linked until recently. So if I'm feeling... There's scarcity. I'm I just I just kind of close up and I just kind of sit and wait for something to happen. But is the moment I'm like, oh, right. Yes. Where's the party? Let's go. Then I naturally want to do my workout, which is kind of funny to intention because we don't always, again, rec- recognize that it's not just the thing we want to do, but it's it's all of the elements of our life, our lives that can converge to keep us in a place or move us forward to a place mm-hmm. or pull us back, back to a place. Mm-hmm.
1: How about that? So what do we do? I mean, how do we take all of this information and just really make progress?
0: So I want to share something uh, that was sent to me today. It says, if you want to be happy, you have to be happy on purpose. When you wake up, you can't just wait to see what kind of day you'll have. You have to decide what kind of day you'll have. And I not I, I can't I want to give credit to whoever said that, but I can't see
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's written in a script that is unreadable. I so, know. yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea and I appreciate that because um, I have a friend who uh, says all the time, like, well, let's do this because we're going to decide to do it. And in, in, in reference to vacationing together, she said, hey, we're going to have a good trip. Right? Let's just decide right now. We're going to have a good trip. And, you know, sometimes, even though these are really close girlfriends that I love and we've traveled together quite a bit, you can get to a place where, you know, everything is like you're complaining about this and you're not happy with that. And this person's on your nerves. And this was the trip that, we're, that she said this. She declared it. Um, we were with maybe 20 other people, only two of whom we knew prior to the trip. So we were kind of concerned, like, oh, what if we don't, we, don't, we don't get along with them or they want to do crazy stuff and, you know... But it was a great trip. And while everyone else on the trip was having drama, I mean, serious drama, we were we were like, hey. And even though somebody tried to bring it to us, we shut it down. We were like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not doing that. And I realized later, like, oh, we decided. Yeah. And that made all the difference in how not only we approached things, but as things started to go awry, how we responded to it. Um, and so I think a lot of it has to do with To your point, um, April and Lisa, setting intention, um, because you can't just wait to see how you're going to. I don't believe you can just wait to see how you'll feel because you mean you're not going to feel like it a lot of days. And as you were saying, that
2: what came up for me, especially in partnerships, right, like I remember very much so there would be days and even now with friends, sometimes I'm just like, how are you? Right you can you can read the energy what's happening how are you I'm waiting to to say how I'm feeling and maybe to recalibrate how I'm feeling based on how someone else that I care about is feeling and so to your point like you have to decide everybody has to decide and and you have to decide in the presence of all the chaos of the universe and the people that you love that are in your life and the work situation decide in the presence of these things I'm going to make a choice um to stand in whatever intention, right? And and it's non-trivial, but it, 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 I think one of the biggest challenges is that we need to slow down. We, we go, we're going super fast through life. Where's the scroll is real. Like we, we have to slow down to set the intention. And I also think we have to be really aware and, and without the awareness, we can slip out or get pulled out by lots of things. um, And it can feel like impossible to make any progress when in fact you can make progress in the presence of all those things,
0: can well we have said. a quick sidebar? I'm sorry. So you do that to me as my friend. I do what? You'll. I. I feel like you're testing to see how I'm doing. Like when you get in the car when we get together. Sometimes. Yeah, I, but I don't like it, and I and I think it's a kindness that you're offering, but I also feel like it means that there's a warm-up period, like that, that like, like that day, like. Like, like we have to get to a point where we're both comfortable. No.
3: You don't think of that? No, I do that with people all the time. And especially like, uh, with my job, as soon as somebody walks through the door, I'm like, hi, how's your day? How are you feeling? It's testing. Yeah. And if they're like, oh, today was like, uh, and then I'm like, okay, yeah. mm-hmm, Strap it on in. <laughs> But if they're so, like, no, I'm feeling, I'm yeah. feeling good. How are you? Then I'm like, all right, it's gonna be a nice chill. No, I do it all the time.
1: So not, what's the what's? Yeah. The, I mean, obviously, you two do that for a reason. So what is the purpose? Like Jen just said, is it to kind of figure out where you are or where that person is, so that you can kind of prepare how to react to them? What's what's the what's the end game with that?
3: So for me, it's pretty interesting because my personality profile is actually like the balancer. And I have noticed that since I've done that personality test, I balance a, a lot of things. And so for me, I think it's trying to establish, where are you? How can I help you maybe shift that? Do I come up? Do I come down? Like, where can we reach a happy place? Um, I I am like also very affected by other people's energy. And so if they come in with a lot of stuff, I, it also dictates to me what I need to do next. Like, okay, I'm going ha- to have to step out for a minute I need to like take some deep breaths. I need to know that, okay, I'm dealing with some chaos in my space. Um, But uh, on the other side of that, if somebody comes in and this happened to me recently, one of my clients came in and her husband had recently died and she came in at first Like normal, but I said to her, How are you feeling? How was your day? And she burst into tears. You know? And so now that tells me, Okay, yeah, I'm the space that I work in is like my own space. So I'm gonna close my door, I'm gonna close my curtain, I'm going to text my next client and let them know that I'm gonna probably run a little bit behind and I'm gonna let give her the space that she needs to work through whatever that is, whatever I can help her with. Sometimes I can't help you, but I'm gonna at least give you the space okay. that, that you need. So that's where it comes from for me is just allowing myself to see um maybe where I can assist someone and and just gauge what's gotcha. <laughs> what do I do next. Yeah.
1: Do you agree, April? Um
2: that, I mean- well, so Lisa and I have we, we sometimes share the same personality profile depending on context. So I go from defender to mm-hmm. mediator. And she was she was describing she's solidly mediator, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, it's energy management for me, first and foremost, because if if you're really if a person I come in, sometimes I'm with someone and they're just like really high, then I'm feeling anxiety for them. Like, what's happening? Why are you so high? Are you anxious? Are you angry? Are you is something happened? It feels very much so to me in my body. I'm, I'm highly sensitive also. So it feels very much so to me, like there's an emergency. Let me go get my hard hat. Mm. What do we my, my fire? person jacket what what's happening how can I help you and it's slippery because I can also be very a uh, very much so of um a savior kind of and I don't even realize that I've slipped into like how can I help you come out of the darkness it's it's a good thing in the sense that I it comes from a place of wanting to help and to love and to serve yeah. and to mediate but the slippery side is that I can be kind of savior of people who don't want to be saved or who need to manage their own energy. But if I get in the car or anywhere with someone, I'm always calibrating because I need to know what my energy is going to be based on where they are. Just to Lisa's point, like, do I need to step outside? Do I need to put like, we're supposed to work together for two hours, but maybe that's just going to be an hour. Um, And then if there's really a crisis, okay, then I need to recalibrate according to that too. Mm -hmm. And so what you sense Jen is that I'm always like, Calibrating, I calibrate to the environment as a highly sensitive person that absolutely is, that's energy management for me. And then it, it helps me to, to help others and to kind of be in a service mindset of others. I just have to also be careful because I can, I absorb it and I will take, take it me. home. Yeah. So I, 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 and I, that's how I know, right? Cause I, I was, that's been my MO on my, my entire life pretty much without realizing I didn't realize I was an adult that, oh, I need to stop. I need to be
0: more intentional.
2: <laughs> yeah. About when I'm saving people and when I'm managing my own energy.
0: So for me, the the only challenge with that is, I don't I don't want you to necessarily calibrate to me. I want to be forced to move past it. And so sometimes, like, I'm, if I'm by myself in the car and I'm picking you up, then in the moment that you come in, it's still with me. But in a minute or two, I'm gonna have to have worked my way out of it to to be with you. Right, and so I'd rather not necessarily have to feel like, oh wait,
1: you have is to stay she, there.
0: Right, that she, yeah, she she's if she if you calibrate to me and I'm trying to get rid of that, then we'll both kind of be down in whatever space that is. So, but I I, I do appreciate that both of you, um, April and Lisa, are um, conscious it's, and considerate yeah. of, of what other people are dealing with, because um, I don't think everybody's like that. And, and this is not the topic, but I just wanted to say that since you brought it up.
2: Yeah, no, but but it it is tangential in the sense of being intentional with other people's energy. You got to know your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. you got to know if you're an absorber, you got to know how you show up in a room, what energies drain you, what energies energize you and how to manage your own stuff. I always say to people, you know, I often talk to people who are just like, you know, he made me feel or she made me feel a certain way or this thing made me feel. It's like, oh, you're responsible for your emotions. Sorry, you are responsible for your emotions. No one can make you feel something. You need to have the emotional intelligence to develop the emotional intelligence to be able to manage your own stuff and manage other people's stuff. Right. From the perspective of shielding yourself and shielding them to whatever extent so that you can you can stay up right to the extent Mm -hmm. possible. So I hear you. Um, and I, I will, you know, I don't know what I can do about that, (laughs) you know, because it's so natural.
3: No, but the other thing is, I think that these are good conversations, like for even our listeners, like if you're having whatever situations with the people that you love, your friends or whoever, this is why I think communication is like so important. One of my friends, we were talking about this, uh, our love languages. Um, and she was telling me how like her love language is like time spent together that's not quality my, time yeah quality time that's not my love language my love language is more like service to others so it makes sense that she's always like you want to go do this thing and i'm always like do you need anything like, <laughs> <laughs> like no i can't go I'm but i'll to support go, you All right. but you want me to like anything you want me to do to in help my you get absence, ready, right, you know? right? and so we but we had this conversation because i i was like i feel like we're having like some sort of like disconnect She's like, Yeah, because I like keep trying to hang out with you and I want to like do this stuff and you don't want to do it. I'm like, It's not okay, wait, but (laughs) that doesn't mean that I like love you any less. This is, and so we got to talking about like, Oh, your love language is very different, and now I understand that, and now we can calibrate accordingly. That probably means I'm gonna end up hanging out and doing some stuff that maybe I don't really want to do. Um, but it also means that she's gonna be able to more readily see when i am showing her mm-hmm. love m- yeah. my my kind Your of love right. you know um and i while i think it's important that you love people on their terms i think it's also important that people understand you on yours and i that, like that you know, in friendship like or any sort of relationship that you meet each other halfway
2: and and it does help to set intention for the relationship for sure right and expectation which is one of the biggest predictors of satisfaction. And what's your expectation for this relationship? And are, are we aligned? Because if you expect that you're, I'm going to spend else, right? all this time with you and I'm just like, nope, my energy cannot, <laughs> I, cannot,
3: allow that. cannot
2: allow for us to coexist for four or five hours at a time and me not feel exhausted, um, then I need to figure out how I can show you love and at the same time give you what you need and get what I need.
1: Mm. I, I'm sorry.
0: I was just gonna say, yeah. I feel like we need to do a whole episode around oh, personality justice. types and love languages because justice for sure, we'll, we'll we'll put a link to both of those tests um, in the show notes for this episode, so that when you come back to listen to our conversation about it, you have the framework kind of already in mind, and maybe you'll already know what your personality type Myers Briggs personality type and your love language um, is. I, I really want to know what Lawrence's
1: love is. Oh my languages goodness. Are. Why yeah. me?
0: Oh, well, because it's I already know April and Lisa's. And I already know mine. Well, and I
1: didn't say too much in this episode either. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> sleepy.
0: Oh, really? Anyway. What? You're so
2: sleeping on a job, dude. Really? I'm, one job. I'm one not job. asleep. It's <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: I'm relaxed.
1: Yeah, but very engaged and. Love what we talked about.
3: That's an
0: oxymoron. Sure. Yes, Those are I'm relaxed. Together. No, I'm I was engaged.
1: <laughs> no, I heard every single word that each of you said. And I I related to my sort of persona and the way I think. And I I got from each and every single oh, one. Oh, well, we're it. so glad. So not only am I a contributor, I'm also a receiver. In this I'm
0: not. Story. Dual so that, all right. I'm not just the... I'm not just the hair club president. I'm I'm a a customer too. But I think, um, all of this really does uh, in my mind relate to who your circle is, because if you're trying to make a change and you're going to be with people who don't value those same things, it's very difficult. Um, and, and unless you've decided ahead of time, here's my intention, here's why, and kind of, I don't know if you you need to really think about it, but just be prepared for the kinds of questions that are going to come up. And we've talked about it. When you decide, hey, I'm going to be plant based or I'm going to be vegan even. um, What are the social situations that you're going to have to navigate and how will you deal with it? Are you going to eat before you go? Are you going to bring your own food? Um, What is your kind of plan of attack to make sure that you won't get derailed just because the people around you don't value the or I won't say they don't value, but they're going to make different decisions, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it goes back to the whole like energy calibration thing is understanding who are you going to be with and what will you have to do to be able to negotiate um, those settings? Successfully. Yes.
3: I think two of the biggest things for uh, goal setting, uh, intentions, and um, like habit change are first first off knowing yourself so absolutely you should take all those tests if you haven't taken them because we want to know because we want to know so
0: i already <laughs> know his personality
2: we already test.
3: know extrovert yeah. so. yes
1: i'm I, not an extrovert i really am not but that's anyway whole that's a whole right
3: but for our audience listening like if you guys haven't taken a personality test haven't taken a love language test those are good tests to just see where you are as a person. It was really eye-opening for me, not only to find out about myself. My husband took one. My sister took one. Jen took one. Like, my friends have taken them. And so having being able to have those conversations of, like, um, this is the kind of person that I am and... This is the type of person that you are. Not that it's like a one size fits all. Right. If this is your personality, this is like exactly who you are. But I think it it's gives you the insight, framework right. for understanding Absolutely. people and being able to have those conversations. And then my second thing is always like write everything down. I'm like the queen of planners. Mm-hmm. But like oh, write everything. Yes, you are. Yeah, I am I'm the queen <laughs> of like I to. have four for this year.
0: I have four. <laughs> this I need only a workout January. one and a regular one. <laughs> <laughs> and all I need work well. curious, a work wall podcast eh? planner all of them <laughs> are paper <laughs> all on
1: curiously,
0: paper
3: curiously
2: they're paper they're not digital which I wouldn't have expected yeah. I, I, you the, guys the youngest it. one in the room
0: it, the clear millennial of the group is like give me a notebook and a piece of
1: paper I mean a, a I pen that's great yeah. I like that
0: it drives my husband nuts because I
3: literally have them stacked up and he's just like what you what could do all of that on your phone is this
0: and there'd be no mess
3: no I feel like on your phone you can't I know which planner is for which I uh, I have one like main planner. I keep it open so he can see it if he's like, oh, what's Thursday look like for you? Like, there it is. Like, wow. You know. And then That's I have impressive. one for work and I keep like my clients in there. I sometimes I keep things that we talked about, especially if they're going to come back for another visit. And I want to make sure that I touch back on that if I change their color formula and that that like doesn't belong in my regular planner. You know, no, there's a method. I totally get right? it. Right? <laughs> Sorry, we yeah, derail no, no. you because yeah,
2: yeah. you're talking about personality types. I, I wanted to just piggyback on that real fast to say that our audience um, personalities. We're talking about Myers Briggs specifically in this context. It does not define you. No, it simply offers a framework that explains how how you show up. Yeah. It's a window.
0: Yep. Into who, how
2: the rest of the world interacts with you, I feel like. But it's not meant to be prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Like for myself, I have I have two known personality profiles depending on context. So that just means <laughs> is that like?
1: Yeah, you gotta. Clarify I have that. personality
2: type. I, I change. Yeah, i to say you got I, I kind of change depending on you know the context. Yeah. It, and it just means what qualities become dominant. Yeah. in a certain context and which ones. Yes. Um, received. and they switch, right? Yeah. I I can go from opposite ends of the spectrum, depending on where I am. So yeah. please know audience that it is not a prescription. Sometimes people feel like they ask me, they're just like, I don't want to take it personally. I don't want to be defined. And it's like, this doesn't define you. No, no. It's just uh, helps to create yeah, a, right. a unified language for identifying some of your core tendencies in certain contexts. And that will, it can change. Yeah.
3: Even on the test, it says, you know, in this situation, you're most likely to. It doesn't mean that, you know, you yeah, right. that that's the decision that you're going to make every time, but just most likely. So that you find where you lean, where your personality
0: leans. I. So. Yeah, I'm sorry to step on you there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, w- I won't reveal my age, but let's just say that for more than half of my life, I've been a- acquainted with and taken these tests and I have been the exact same personality type every single time. Now there may be a difference in the percentages because it will score you one way or the other. Um, but I, I have been who I am for a long time. So Which could be good or bad. And that, yeah. does, that doesn't That's surprise serious, me because I do yeah. find you
2: to be very consistent. Oh, thank you. Whereas, I was right, going to use yeah.
0: the word inflexible, but I like, I in, like consistent better. That's the yeah, positive. I would yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Consistent. consistent. And versus, you know, myself where I'm just like, you know, I'm, fluid um I figure it out and flow that's where i'm at right that makes sense my personality yes. profile could shift yes. um i actually think i might be leaning more toward extrovert because of And i've been a strong introvert for so long because i'm in certain contexts i'm absolutely out there as an extrovert people are just like you're not an extrovert no i'm absolutely not but in certain contexts you might see me that way
0: yeah. welcome yeah. friend welcome
2: yeah, yeah it's the dark side i definitely. Oh, no, not it's, i'm definitely not
0: saying. it's the fun side
2: anyway sorry we're off topic
1: I think
0: I actually yeah I actually think that we we've covered this pretty well um it's never a good time to make a change but if you set your intention and you surround yourself with people who are going to support you like here the jealous vegan then I think you have a better chance of making those habits stick we'll also reference a conversation we had with Alice Quist in 2019 where we talked extensively around the power of habit um, as well as um, how our brains are wired to make Connections. Thank you for listening.
2: If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.